That was beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. It was either that or who lived in a pineapple under the sea? Who? SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh. The, 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 the SpongeBob. <laughs> I don't know the song. <laughs> I have so many opinions about that, but we shall. <laughs> I know the that. beginning. Like the, um, are you ready, kids? I'm proud of Aye, Captain. <laughs> Good job. Cool. Gold star. Thanks. You know, if Hugh Jackman turns out to be a con artist, then his whole life will have been a huge act, man. <laughs> talking about hugh jackman <laughs> what do you call a swedish con artist hugh jackman scam denavian okay scam denavian yeah you get it I, I do did you hear about the guy um about the egyptian con artist no turns out he was running a pyramid scheme all along <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway. con artist no hugh jackman egyptians no hugh jackman Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. Let's say, where's your your aunt Kathy? She needs to hear this episode. <laughs> yes, she does. Anyway, hi. Hello. Hello. Well, welcome back, listeners, to another episode, another Miles episode of Fan Family. Milestone. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best joke. So listen, sometimes we hit Friday and we were just like, let's just get this over with so we can go to sleep. Yes. And sometimes we hit Friday and we're like, it's the weekend, we're gonna party and podcast. And that's how I'm feeling tonight. Cool. Well, I'm glad because I'm <laughs> going to bed early. Thanks for- <laughs> So you can edit the episode. Agreeing with me. You're welcome. We have good <laughs> give and take. You're just taking on my energy. <laughs> That's how I feel about our toddler. <laughs> yes. She's great, though. Uh, yep. Yeah. She. Oh, my gosh. She's been doing this thing recently where she'll say, Mama, where are you? It's so cute. Mama, where are you? <laughs> so I went to the gym tonight while Miles was putting Harper to bed. And uh, he sends me this Snapchat video. Of her walking around the house going, Mama, are you? Mama, are you? And I was like, no, I need to go home. <laughs> yeah. And then she went to she went to sleep really quickly tonight. Yeah. Hopefully it... Um, Magic powers. I know, don't jinx it. Yes, knock on wood. <laughs> um, anyway, so... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to ask, do we have any podcast episodes or updates? Uh, not podcast really. Podcast updates? Not really. No. Uh, the last update that we had was that Wisconsin joined the... <laughs> The fam and Emily, and nothing since then. Wow. So Disappointed. But I mean, that's only been a week. <laughs> okay, fair, fair, <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah. Anyway, so this episode, <laughs> I'm really excited for this one. It It's going to be a two-parter, dun, so dun, dun. you guys will hear the rest of it in two weeks. Yeah, because I got to get my voice heard yes. at some point in between. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we do like hearing your voice. Oh, thanks, honey. Anyway, are you ready? Um, no. Okay, cool. Just kidding. <laughs> yes, yes. So I'm to ready. begin, Mary Murders. 
Mary Motors? Yeah, it's M-O-D-E-R-S. Oh, okay. She was born in Canterbury, England in 1642. She was an avid reader, avid reader, sorry, particularly of the romantic with knight in shining armor kind of, um, you know, princesses, that kind of genre. What did people read before Twilight and Harry Potter? Uh, Jane Eyre. I'm just kidding. Wait. They had novels and stuff, though. People knew how to read and write? Clearly. (laughs) (laughs) How else do we have records, Courtney? Nobody tell these people what I'm saying. They're going to be very offended. They're listening. They haunt us. (laughs) Jane Eyre came out in 1847. My my bad. Anyway, so she was an avid reader. She loved Night in Shining Armor, rescuing princesses and damsels damsels in distress I feel her. Oh, to pick it kansas to pick it kansas i'm good what it's like a vocal warm-up oh like tip of the tongue the teeth the lips <laughs> anyway so uh not in shining armor princesses and such mm-hmm. such was her attraction and she would often fantasize herself as the princess from her stories absolutely and made this uh, made the promise to herself the you know, similar to other girls, that she was going to marry her own knight in shining armor. Do you think you did that? Yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't expecting that. Thank I, you. I married a leprechaun. <laughs> no, Just kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But also, like those same young girls with the dream to marry their knights, she settled for a commoner. Oh. This chap's name was Thomas Stedman, and he was a journeyman shoemaker. And Thomas and Mary had two children together, but sadly lost both of them during their infancy. No. I know. Mm. It's sad. So poor Thomas, he was unable to supply Mary with the life that she desired, which led Mary to be discontented and to resent her life. So she decided to run away on a merchant ship to Dover. It was here that she met yet another young man, a surgeon, Mm. to whom she was soon wedded. Word. Yes. <laughs> Word spreads... Uh, it says... This is a uh, typo. Word spread quick of her affair, and it was brought to trial for her crime of bigamy. Wait, this was the 1600s? Yes. Yeah, people were killed for that. Yes. <sighs> but somehow, she was quickly acquitted, which gave her even more confidence in her decisions. Uh-oh. So, she took off again, by ship towards London, and married again. What? <laughs> this time to a Londoner named John Carlton. So after this, she is now she's now known as Mary Carlton. Okay. Yep. Mary Carlton. Yeah. So again, word spread quickly, and Carlton's brother caught wind of this, and Mary was again brought and tried for polygamy, <laughs> instead of bigamy, since it's more than two. Uh-huh. But again was acquitted due to insufficient evidence, and she left again. How would you feel if your brother brought me to trial? Like, like, oh, you are wed illegally. Let me try your wife. Yeah. I cannot picture your brother too. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> He'd be like, he lives a, a little bit away, so. That's true. He yeah. doesn't know our business. Yeah. True. I don't know how much of a podcaster he is. I don't think much. <laughs> anyway. So, after she left again, this time she went to a city that she longed to go to longed to go to paris which was no the city of cologne what she had a pretty good amount of money from her marriages which (laughs) with which she purchased lodging at a house for entertainment 
and had a new standard of living. So is this, this how money. is that how I need to do it then? Is just husband half and I'll be uh, rich. I would prefer you didn't. <laughs> okay. But I mean, you do you, boo. Fair, fair, fair. So for those with a similar living standard that Mary had now grown accustomed to, visiting the spa was partic- uh, practically customary for all of them. Uh-huh. It was at the spa she gained the fancy of an older gentleman oh, who had a large estate on the outskirts of the city of Cologne, and he took to her quite quickly, mm. offering fine jewelry and such things, and he was so infatuated with her that he urged her towards marriage, oh, offering large sums of money and making all sorts of promises to her. Ugh. So she agreed to marry him eventually. Just so within many red flags. Yes. <laughs> she agreed to marry him within three days after, um, like, eventually. She's like, yeah, I'll marry you in three days. So she's not three hard to get is what I'm hearing. <laughs> so her landlady, uh, they had become like, friends, and her landlady uh, assisted her in this ruse, sharing, and she got a share of the spoils mm. from it as well. So after gaining even more money to help with the wedding preparations, Mary again thought it time to flee. Oof. Poor she, older gentleman. <laughs> yes. She asked her landlady to find her a carriage to take her out of the city and to make sure the man didn't know where she had left. To where she had left. And the landlady, hey. landlady said, yep, yep, that's a good idea. <laughs> so she went into the city square to find Mary transportation. But as soon as Mary was found alone, she rushed into the landlady's quarters um, to a chest in which the landlady kept her valuables and took back all the money she had given them la- the landlady plus some more um, and in the article it said that it was not an inconsiderable hold on how did it phrase it it was weird basically it was saying like it was a pretty good amount of money that she took oh my word how rude yeah it's not so, what you do to your friends <laughs> yeah exactly so she soon found transport to Utrecht, then to Amsterdam, where she sold a lot of the valuable jewels that she got, then continued eventually ending up back in England. There, In England, she found lodging, and with all her belongings and money, people thought that she was a German princess. Wow. Mm-hmm. She played along and claimed her father was Lord Henry Van Holloway, who was a made-up sovereign prince of the empire, and she made up also a whole situation, which then, uh, like, the whole story that she told people led them to, like, pity her, basically. Oh, okay. Um, and she gained their favor as well from, like, other wealthy guests of the same tavern, is where she was staying, it was a tavern. And it just so happens that the owner of the tavern was the brother-in-law to John Carlton. No! <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Which was, who was Mary's third husband, to recollect there a little bit. Was he the one that, um, that turned her in? Um, yeah, it was the one whose brother turned her in. Oh, okay, so this is the brother-in-law. This is, yeah, this, so this is her third husband. So she, it was the journeyman, the first guy? Yeah, 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 no, I know. Then so was... the guy who owns the hotel is the brother-in-law to her third husband? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so John Carlton comes along. And after some pitiful begging, she takes him back. Because he's like, oh, I had no idea that you were a German princess. Like, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. Hey, please take me back. <laughs> he's anyway. like, you're filthy rich. Please. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's exactly it. So she takes him back and he starts living a life that, from what it was describing, it seems like a life beyond luxury. 
Oh, wow. Like, it was leaving everyone in England to basically envy him. Gotcha. <laughs> Even okay. the wealthy people. I don't know how true that is, but that's just how it was described. Anyway, some time passes, and the tavern owner receives an anonymous letter regarding the pretend princess. Um, which basically says, basically outing her mm-hmm. as a pretend princess. Like, she's not who you think she is, blah, blah, blah. Oof. So she went on to con many a man by gaining their favor and accepting their money for who knows what. She made her way back to London, hoping to not deal with any consequences from her per- from her past husbands or her former admirers. She was eventually caught and found guilty of thievery <laughs> and was ordered to Jamaica. J- what? She was sent to Jamaica. That's so as, like, random. As punishment, yeah. That's so random. Yeah. I guess that's Why? just what they did back then. <laughs> We don't want you. Go away to mm-hmm. Jamaica. Because, I mean, if you think about it, Jamaica isn't resort-filled like we like how we think of it today and everything. Oh, that's a good point. So. Yeah. Nice beaches probably still. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so, within the next two years of her being in Jamaica, she actually made her way back to England illegally. Oh. <laughs> where she continued her conning career. Uh, then just what- get at it. Might as well. <laughs> right. Then one night, she was caught with some of her forged letters. She wrote letters um, to herself, trying to, like, if anyone... She was pretty smart about it, so if anyone was going through her mail, the tavern owners and, it, and stuff like that, if they happened to go through her mail, then they would be able to see that, like, okay, maybe she is telling the truth kind mm, of thing. So she forged a lot of letters like this. So she was caught with some of her, of her forged letters, and she reacted pretty aggressively towards the guy who caught her Oof. and was then figured out to be the pretend princess so this guy she brought her back to the court where she where they asked her if she was the woman known as mary carlton because she was going by a different name at this time mm-hmm. and she's like yeah that's me that's me and after identifying herself as such she was questioned about why she was back from jamaica and she was pretty smart about this too she strategically dodged the following questions well not kind of dodged but like she answered them in a way that gave the the court trouble Mm. um i don't know all the details but she was pretty strategic about it to give her um two or three more days and after admitting to her crimes she was given the death sentence and in january of 1672 she was executed but before death she confessed her guilt calling herself a vain woman and a precedent <laughs> of sin and pray to God for forgiveness. So she had uh, some redemptive qualities. <laughs> she was about to be killed. Everyone has <laughs> redemptive qualities. Oh, it's geez. like uh, deathbed repentance. Yeah. What they call that. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. What a boss. <laughs> but also a con <laughs> artist. Um, you know that happened like in modern time, like not too long ago, right? Oh, I believe it. Like... I don't know the whole story, but this was like a year or two or three ago. This girl was like living in penthouses and spending all this money saying like, oh, yeah, it's just put it on my card. Really? And she didn't have a card. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. But she was like using like an alias of some sort. And yeah, she she did get caught. And now she's I'm pretty sure she's in jail. Yeah. I mean, I would expect so. Yeah. (laughs) I would hope so. Yeah. You don't want people like this running around. Dang, it's it's weird to think that like like how much she got away with before she actually got caught. Like she yeah. I'm assuming this was like years in between. So while she, you know, her normal day to day life in between was like living 
luxuriously. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I didn't write down many of the uh, the dates and stuff, but... That's okay. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Um, you know that... Have you seen that movie, Catch Me If You Can? Uh-uh. With Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks? Uh-uh. It's a good movie. Um, but that's based on a true story, and that's... It's a guy who's a con artist. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. He, um... He faked like a, a doctor, uh, his being a doctor. Oh. Um, what do you call that? It's a doctorate, but like the MD, mm-hmm. that whole thing. He faked that. And he faked being a pilot. He faked being a teacher. And at the end of it, he, um, well, not at the end of it, but like towards the end of his conning career, he would forge checks and stuff like that. Blank checks. Uh-huh. He's pretty smart. Very smart guy. Anyway, good movie. We should watch it. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, it's kind of like uh, I've been seeing a lot of clips on like TikTok of Ocean's Eight mm-hmm. with Sandra Bullock, specifically that clip where she cons at the store and then cons for a hotel room. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Where she goes into the store, pulls she's like, I'd like to return shelf. this. Yeah. She's like, she I want to return receipt. this, and they're like, We need a receipt. She's like, well, I don't have that. She and then they're like, I'm sorry, we can't return it then. And she's like, Fine, we'll just give me a bag then, so I have to carry it. And mm-hmm. then she like walks out of the store. Yeah. And then the uh, hotel part where. She, like, listens in on someone, like, returning a room. And then after they leave, she calls She calls from, like, a payphone or something and is like, hey, this is so-and-so's wife. Um, we just canceled our, our room, but we just found out our flight is canceled. Like, can you get a maid up there for me? And we'll, we'll be returning tonight. So they send the maid up, and while the maid is up with the door open, she goes in and she's like, oh, I just need to get off my feet. And then all of a sudden she's, like, in the room, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, first of all, it's the same with this uh, lady, Mary Carlton. Mm-hmm. You have to have a lot of confidence <laughs> to be able to pull something oh, like for that sure. off. For sure. Like, I am not a good liar. Mm-hmm. I would be looking over my shoulder and people would know I was suspicious before I even, <laughs> like, had a thought to do something about it, you They're know? Like sweating profusely. Yeah. would <laughs> <laughs> be like, hmm, she's up to something. I'm like, I haven't even thought it yet. <laughs> Sounds like something you would do. <laughs> Thank you. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. So our next story. Oh, there's more. Is about false Dimitri. Or should I say Dimitris. Oh, okay. So we've all heard of Ivan the Terrible. Yes. During his reign, he had at least seven wives who ended up being either poisoned or imprisoned. Oh. (laughs) But with the seventh wife, he had a child named Dimitri. Okay. Now, Dimitri's story, it's the real Dimitri. It's pretty tragic. Um, he didn't really live a long life, and he died at the young, a- uh, young age of eight. Okay. After the death of his father, father Ivan, Dmitri's older brother, Fyodor, became Tsar, or king. And um, he, his older brother, this guy, Fyodor, he was described as intellectually disabled. Mm-hmm. What this does made that mean, him intellectually disabled? Just, like, slow. Oh. Um, doesn't really learn like mental disability kind Got of thing. Got you. Sorry, my brain like <laughs> twisted that and I was like, so he's so smart that he's disabled? Like, no. gotcha. No. But due, due to this disability that he had, it made mm-hmm. him highly dependent on the imperial advisor, Boris God, uh, Godunov. Mm, okay. So Boris basically was the ruling figure. Mm-hmm. And since Dmitri's presence was a threat to him, because if Fyodor died, then he would take the throne. Mm-hmm. He sent um, he sent Dimitri and his mother away, but not long after Dimitri was found, yeah, not long after he was sent away, Dimitri was found 
with his throat slit. Yeah. There was no actual evidence that Boris was involved in his death, but an investigation by a boyar, which is a Russian aristocrat, Uh concluded that he had a a seizure while playing with a knife and slit his own throat. Likely Mm. story. (laughs) Okay. But who's to say? Hmm. Roughly seven years after his death, people started emerging, claiming to be the dead child. The first fake Dimitri to take action is believed to be a monk by the name of Grigory Bogdanovich Otrepyev. Was his death not public news then? I guess. Well, it was, but... People were just like, you can't prove that I'm not him. Yes. Stick up the body. (laughs) Sorry, that's horrible. Yeah, how dare you. Anyway, so this this guy, um, his real identity is believed to be that of... He, he was a monk named Grigory Bogdanovich Otropiev. Yes. A monk turned con artist? Yes. Well, that's a punchline for you. <laughs> so, where was I? Yes. So this guy, he legitimately believed that he was the rightful heir to the throne. I don't know why. I don't know what connection he had to them, but that was his belief. Okay. So he began by gathering support from hither and thither and invaded Russia in 1604 in an attempt to take the throne. His first raid was pretty short-lived, but he started to gain more followers in southern Russia. In 1605, Boris died, the guy from the imperial advisor. Uh He died, and fake Dmitri number one, is what I have him (laughs) listed as, uh, he rushed in to claim the throne, having um, and he had the government support. As wow! Well for it, they're probably like, "Hey, he, this guy's making moves. I don't care what his actual name is. Just let him in." <laughs> <laughs> Basically, but any, well, he also, I'm sure, part of it was that he showed pretty good leadership as well. If he gained that many followers, sure, in that, yeah, so little yeah. time. But anyway, so even if they didn't believe that he was the real guy, like he must be a good leader. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I have no idea. No idea what happened to Fyodor. That just kind of. To Fyodor. Fyodor. Oh, got you. That was the brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The intellectually disabled one. Yes. So, yeah, he had the government support, but fake Dimitri, number one, alienated his subjects and showed favoritism towards the people that helped him make it to Moscow. Okay. And in 1606, an aristocrat named Vasily Shusky, with some others, launched a coup d'etat and murdered fake Dimitri, What's number one. What's a coup d'etat? It's like a... A violent and illegal way of gaining power huh or overthrowing for power kind of thing okay yeah it's a french word i don't know why they're using it in a russian story <laughs> just kidding <laughs> so rumors started circulating that dimitri number one fake dimitri number one actually yes. survived which was a perfect opportunity for another fake dimitri but he to didn't, rise though, right no he did he, he did died. survive no he died sorry oh, okay he didn't survive so but the ghost of him just kidding he has nine lives (laughs) clearly so this second fake dimitri he didn't at all bear any resemblance to the first (laughs) but he managed to gain many followers including some who were in opposition to this shusky guy the one who arranged the coup d'etat i know um so this guy fake dimitri number two managed to gain control of southern Russia, then headed for Moscow and was able to settle in a town just outside of the city called Tushino and set up his own headquarters, a full court, and government. 
He wanted control of northern Russia too, so he sent some troops, and after hearing about his feats, fake Dmitri number one's wife claimed him to be her actual husband, <laughs> which then rivaled Shusky's power. Oh my gosh. But Shusky reacted and gained more forces, rushed fake Dmitri number two, and forced him to flee. But number two didn't want to give up, so he continued to fight for the throne until one of his followers fatally wounded him in 1610. Wow. Yeah. Rough. <laughs> rough. Then in 1611, a third fake em- emerged. Oh my gosh. <laughs> who has since been identified as a deacon called Sidorka. He too gained the favor of those who were already ravaging the surrounding areas of Moscow and also the people of Pskov. Of what? Pskov. Pskov. It's P-S-K-O-V. Nice. Yeah, I know that word. Yeah. Just kidding. And then fake Dimitri number three gained the name Thief of Pskov and was eventually betrayed by one of his followers and executed in 1612. Wow. Eventful. <laughs> yeah. That's the end of the Dimitris. Wow. This next one's really cool. I should have written more about this one, but I was kind of getting tired. But <laughs> anyway, this one, this one, next one's really cool. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. So let's fast forward to 1743. All right. Good job. <laughs> so Giuseppe Balsamo was born into a poor family. Oh, I know him. Oh, okay. Just kidding. He grew up as an urchin in the streets of Sicily, but despite his hardships, he was able to gain a good education and even become a novice in the church, which wow. helped shape the rest of his life. Mm, like that foreshadowing there. Yes. <laughs> So, along with learning spiritual rites from the church, he was also learning chemistry, which was pretty uncommon at the time. Interessante. And at this time, he had a wealthy blacksmith friend named Vincenzo Morano. And in, in 1764, Giuseppe approached uh, Vincenzo about some hidden treasure rumored to be buried in Mount Pellegrino. And the two agreed to use their respective knowledge to help on their journey. And along the way, the two were attacked by jinns. What's a jinn? It's like a type... It's a superstitious um, creature. Oh, like from Supernatural. Um, from Supernatural, yes. I mean, that's not where they got it, obviously. Right, Because right. Supernatural hadn't come out yet. Well, you don't know that. <laughs> but, okay, so it's like a vampire-ish type thing? Um, Kind of. It's more ghost-ish. Okay, okay, than, no problem. Yeah. Anyway, sure, so sure, jinns. Sure. They were attacked by jinns. And Vincenzo was left bleeding and wondering what had become of his friend. Turns out, big surprise, that the attack was not jinns at all. Oh, dang it. <laughs> um, but it was Giuseppe. Rude. Who had already started to head toward the city of Messina. I tried to look for Vincenzo after this. I'm just, I'm guessing he died, but I couldn't find anything else about him. So Giuseppe was the friend, right? Giuseppe is the the story, the the guy of the story, Giuseppe oh. Balsamo. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, the one that was studying chemistry. Yes. Okay. And spiritual rights in the church. Okay. So his journey, Giuseppe, his journeys eventually took him to Greece, Egypt, Persia, Arabia, and Rhodes. Holy cow! Potentially more places too, within the time. All the while learning alchemy and similar quote unquote sciences. Hmm. Then ended up in Malta. Where's Malta? Um, Europe somewhere. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it was here that he introduced himself to the Grand Master of the Order of Malta as Count 
Alessandro Di Cagliostro. Which I'm going to try that again. Hold on. <laughs> Count Alessandro Di Cagliostro. 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 Okay, got it. <laughs> Cagliostro. <laughs> Through the Grandmaster, who also had an inkling for alchemy, Count Cagliostro was able to gain connections with the famous houses of Rome and Naples, to where he also traveled. He married Lorenza Feliciani, who was described to be beautiful but unscrupulous. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> um, it's like, let me look it up. I'm going to butcher. Basically crude. Crude, oh. crude mannered. So, um, like Courtney. Yes, exactly like Courtney. <laughs> beautiful but unscrupulous. Thank you. Here we go. Here's the definition. Having or showing no moral principles. Ooh, Not okay. honest or fair. Okay, okay. I do not claim that. Uh, I, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Ruda. Cool. So Lorenza Feliciani, beautiful but unscrupulous. Okay. And they traveled together under different names throughout all of Europe. In 1771, they traveled to London and Paris, selling love potions. Oh no. <laughs> youth elixirs, beauty mixtures, alchemical powders, and so on. And they made bank. I believe they it. were super rich from this. It was a great idea, but fun fact. Fun fact. So while they were in Paris, he was um, this guy, uh, Cagliostro. He was a recommended physician for none other than Benjamin Franklin. Oof! While he was on one of his <clears throat> sabbaticals. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! So they continued traveling and then ended up back in London, where he invented. The Egyptian right with 90 degrees. I don't know what the 90 degrees are. Don't ask me. But um, this, also another fun fact, this is still in practice in some countries. What is it? It, I'll I'll get to it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Maybe I won't. Um, (laughs) I kind of do, but I don't really explain it. It's basically like Freemasonry. Okay. But different. I I do mention it in here, so I'll I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. Um, 1775. He expanded by founding new lodges. He expanded his little um, cult that he's starting to <laughs> st- um, starting up. Um, he founded new lodges based on these Egyptian rites with okay. the intention to rival the Freemasons. And he differed slightly from the Freemason. He differed slightly from the Freemasonry, with the idea that women should also be al- allowed to practice and be on equal standing with the men in the lodges. Okay. And Got a his, touch of feminism in there. Yeah. I'm for it. And his wife, Lorenza, became the grandmaster for the lodge that was specifically for wealthy and noble ladies. Ooh. And Cagliostro eventually fled to Brussels due to lottery ticket fraud. <laughs> I didn't know that they had the lottery back then. Is that embarrassing of me? Well, no. Okay. You also, I, I didn't think they had books back in the 60s. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> What's the Bible, Courtney? Tell us. I was kidding. Just, yeah, me too. <laughs> you know what this reminds me of? Yeah. Mostly because you said Ben Franklin, and now we're talking about like Freemasonry Freemason and stuff like yeah. that. Um, do you remember BuzzFeed Unsolved? Yes. How they started doing like the history one, where mm-hmm. it was like not drunk history. That's its own thing. I don't know, like the the dark side of history or something like that, where they yeah. would tell like the really like dirty things that yeah. would happen. <laughs> Anyways, that's what's going on in my mind right now. I miss them. They're still on somewhere. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. Ryan and Shane. 
Yeah. Anyway. Shout out to our pals. Yeah, if you guys are listening, hello. Thanks for getting us through quarantine. <laughs> Sponsor us. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Cagliostro fled to Brussels due to lottery ticket fraud. He then found his way to Venice, where he then went by an uh, the alias Count Pellegrini. I want to go by Count something. Countess. No. You want to be a, you want to be a boy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> In 1779, he was able to get access to a noble's home in the Baltic town of Mito. Ah, Mito. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here, he was able to sell his products to the women. Do you know the love potions, youth elixirs, such and such? Yeah. But one countess, countess, was able to see through his game, forcing him to leave again. He did a lot of fleeing and coming back and stuff like that, if you hadn't gathered gathered that already. Yeah, I caught on. He continued to try to spread his Egyptian masonry to other parts of Europe, and Mm -hmm. he found himself in Warsaw, where he pretended to be the great copter of the Egyptian Rite, which gave him access to the Masonic Lodges there. And he continued his alchemy trade and gimmicks here until he was exposed in 1780, so just a year later, and fled to Strasbourg, which at the time was a stronghold of mysticism and masonry. Hmm. um, And he practiced here as a teacher for the occult and also as an artist for magical healing. Okay. He gained the favor of the Cardinal and Archbishop and he was granted access to the French court and set yet set up yet another Egyptian Mason Lodge. He's doing a lot of spreading. Yep. <laughs> so then in 1784 to 1785 occurred the affair of the diamond necklace. Oh no. Do you know about that? Nope. But so sounds... this you you know of um Marie Antoinette. Yes. So this had to do with uh with her and but basically, there was this diamond necklace who um, Marie Antoinette thought that this necklace was intended for one of, who was it, King Louis the 14th? 16th. Okay. King Louis 16th. Um, anyway, he th- she thought that King Louis the 16th got this necklace for one of his mistresses. Mm. And then she tried to um, defraud the crown's jewelers for it um and basically like refused to pay for it hmm. it was a whole deal um and this is eventually what uh sent her to to death i think interesting something like that okay or at least led led her on the path to that where she said let them eat cake jealousy <laughs> Do you remember is a, that yeah yeah so anyway he was uh kind of accused of being a part of this whole affair with the diamond necklace but fortunately for him there was no evidence stacked against him that he had any part of it but he did spend a year in prison because of it oh and after after he was after that year that he spent in prison he went he was shipped off to england and things were starting to look up for him again but shortly after he was accused of being a witch yeah no just kidding Giuseppe Balsamo his birth name no yeah they're like you must be this man mm-hmm. and 
They were right. <laughs> they were right. But he denied any and all allocations of that, and he eventually convinced the public that he was not. Wow. Smart guy. He should teach a, a con class. Yeah, he should. I'd go to it. <laughs> Just kidding. So he went back to Rome, and he founded yet another lodge, and he met two people who proved to be spies of the Inquisition. Hmm. Who, uh, do you know what the Inquisition is? No. So it's a group of the Catholic Church, or groups within the Catholic Church, that were aimed to combat heresy. Huh. Um, they were often quite unfair. Like, you know, the Spanish Inquisition? Yeah. Yeah, think of that, but like on a lesser scale, like smaller individual groups. Okay. Anyway. So they arrested him for attempting to found a Masonic lodge in Rome. And some accounts say that it was actually his wife that turned him in to the Inquisition. <laughs> Ooh, how good the old, turntables. Good old beautiful but unscrupulous Lorenza. <laughs> so he was initially sentenced to death, but the sentence changed to life in prison, where he died in December 1789. Rough. <laughs> yeah. But Cagliostro's story has since been depicted in a respectable amount of media including a comedy play written by Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. I know him. Oh, cool. Just kidding. Um, and that that play is entitled The Great Copter. Okay. Uh, he was, I guess, featured in two skits written by Catherine the Great. Fancy, um, the characters fancy. were kind of based off of him. And Alexandra Dumas used Cagliostro in many of his novels and... More modernly, he is used as a character in both DC and Marvel comics. Wow. And he also has tons more appearances here and there because of his uh, connection with alchemy. And like He's like, he can live forever and stuff. Wow. Uh, but yeah, that uh, those are the first three stories of our con artists that we're going to be covering. Dang, those are cool. Yeah, I have five more. <laughs> I think those ones are shorter though, so we'll see. Okay, and those we'll do at the part two. Yes. Dang, you know, it's very impressive, but it also makes me wonder, like, how much of that is happening today. Obviously, I still told the story briefly of that girl who, like, just was like a genuine con artist and, mm -hmm. and you know lived in penthouses and whatnot. But how much dishonesty gets people? really wealthy lives yeah you know what i mean sorry did you say presidential election oh <laughs> <coughs> sorry sorry don't us. cia are you listening if we die under any suspicious circumstances you'll know why <laughs> but to be continued T I, sh I should have wrote more there was a ton on this guy um, Giuseppe or Alessandro. Giuseppe. There was a lot Giuseppe's on this guy. Giuseppe's such a cool name. Yeah. yeah. Dang. I thought that story was going to last a lot longer, but I guess my notes when I was taking them seemed longer than they actually were. That's okay. <laughs> no, that was still really cool. Yeah. Um. Wow. Yeah. So risky, but beneficial life. <laughs> Just kidding. Where I'm not, we, not condoning. Sign up? <laughs> but do you want to hear the, uh, the title that I had for it? Yeah. You can cut this out too. But the title that I was thinking is like a pro con list. The pro con list. I like it. Do you? Yeah, I do. Because <laughs> it's like professional con artists. Yeah. <laughs> pro con. 
instead of pro and con list. I, I hope you know I'm leaving this conversation in because I like the way that you explain it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine too. <laughs> anyway, I'm excited. Uh, it, um, a little spoiler, spoiler alert. There's one in the next episode that comes from Tasmania, Australia. Oh. It's a New Zealand person, but I mean, it features Tasmania. So. <laughs> what a Kiwi, come on. <laughs> Just kidding. We don't have New Zealand on on our list yet. Do we? <laughs> no, we don't. No. Um. At first, when you were talking about the girl Mary, mm-hmm. uh, I was wondering if it was going to turn into like her becoming a pirate. That'd be fun. Because I've heard stories, or like, you know, whispers of stories about th- things like that, where women go and like rebel against the patriarchy of their day mm-hmm. and like literally turn into pirates <laughs> now the pirate episode yeah well it's like um holes oh yeah girl. i mean she wasn't technically a pirate she was an outlaw but like something mm-hmm. like that you know yeah. that's where i thought this was going but i like the con artist yeah. makes me want to go watch all those like cool movies where they things like that happen like uh like oceans and oceans and i was thinking of also what's the one that has like it's like magic now you see me Yes. Now you see me. I haven't seen the second one, but those ones are good. Yeah. The first one's pretty good. Funny story about that movie, actually. So when it came out and everything, um, my friends went to go see it and they told me about it. It's like, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's a huge twist. And whenever people do that, (laughs) I watch the movie trying to figure out the twist. twist. And I usually like to, to make guesses. Yep. And so I guessed it. And if anyone hasn't seen the movie, I'm not going to spoil it, but... It, you know, There's a it, huge twist. But it's been out for, what, like, 10 years now? 11 yeah. years? <laughs> so, anyway, I was watching the movie, and I figured out what the twist was. <laughs> and I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I mean, it doesn't reveal it to the very end, but I mean, like, it kind of ruined the experience for me. Good you, movie. You well, very do well that, done. though. I do Like, that. even if I don't hint that something's going to twist or whatever, if we're watching a movie and I know the ending and you don't, and you guess it, like, 20 <laughs> minutes into the movie, I'm like, are you kidding me? Miles? And then I just have to, like, play it off and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Then it happens and you're like, huh. <laughs> like, like Fight Club? <laughs> yes. That is One the, of Courtney's favorite movies. This is a perfect example, actually. I don't... Okay, spoiler hey. alert. If anybody hasn't seen Fight Club that wants to see Fight Club and you don't want it spoiled, stop listening now. Yeah, basically. It, it reveals <laughs> it in the very beginning. Basically, the gist of it is that... So there's, there's two main characters, two guys. And, okay, this is where the spoiler comes in. It's the same guy. He is hallucinating through this entire movie he has like a completely per- different personality yeah that's like yeah. polar opposite of him yes exactly um like an extreme case of what is it not bipolar uh multiple um, personality disorder dissociative identity disorder they had to change the name oh oh okay i don't know why but <laughs> people found that offensive because it's 2023 yeah uh that checks um <laughs> But anyways, that was when I watched that for the first time, my jaw hit the floor. I did not see it coming. I was so floored. I it was just like the shock of the century for me. And so then we start watching this movie and I'm like, oh, Miles, I'm talking up. I'm like, this is such a good movie. I'm like, this this is crazy. You're going to love it. And then like five minutes and he's like, that guy doesn't (laughs) even exist, does he? And I was like, what? (laughs) It it reveals it in the beginning. 
And it's like you did that. You did the same thing where it's like there's a huge twist, but I'm not going to tell I you what it is. Did I say Yeah. Oh, before shame we watched on it, me. like there's such a good twist. Like, yeah. Anyway. Oh, well now uh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell if you want me to enjoy a movie that has a good twist in it. Don't tell me there's a twist in it. No, rephrase that. If you want to be surprised, because you enjoyed yes. the movie. I did enjoy way. the movie. That is a great movie. It was very well done. Tech, yeah. And see, you could tell me there's a twist. A twist? <laughs> you can tell me there's a twist, and I won't figure it out for three days after the movie's already <laughs> finished. <laughs> it's fun. I like I like movies like that. I like movies with a great twist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like Donnie Darko. I, did you like that movie when we watched it? That was so weird. It, it was really weird, but like... <laughs> I enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah. But that's one of those that I look back and I'm like, that is such a weird movie. Yeah. And then you have to like start it again and see if it makes sense. I probably won't be starting it again. That's okay. That was definitely like a good one time. <laughs> I, I like the movies. I mean, I like movies that you can kind of just sit there and, and watch and not have to think. But I also like the movies that make you think. So... That covers all of the movies in existence. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm starting much. <laughs> to get really giggly. Yeah, I can tell. <sighs> anyway. But yeah, stay tuned in two weeks. Well, I guess next week if you want to listen to Courtney's episode. But Yeah, come on, guys. <laughs> Don't skip out on the goods. But yeah, if you want to hear more about con artists, and particularly the New, Zealand from, the New Zealander from Tasmania, I'm excited for that one. I didn't read too much into that one yet, though, so. He just knows the location. Yes. But hey, that's pretty exciting. Cool. Well, thank you guys for checking in. Yep. I... Words. Brain. <laughs> words, mouth, memory times. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, if you have any stories that you would like for us to share, send them into fanjellypodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, check out our Instagram and our TikTok and our podcast and tell your friends and facebook we're on facebook oh, now yeah, i always forget the facebook no i always forget facebook you have to keep reminding me oh well it's one of us always <laughs> one forget, of us always forget and i feel like facebook. we share our mind so yeah so please share get the word <laughs> out that we're the best podcast on the web oh uh, oh my gosh we're just talking about shows um i started watching <laughs> some people like it i started watching only murders in the building with selena gomez and Steve Martin. Martin and Martin Short. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and they have a podcast. Yeah. And this last episode, they're like, we have 19 subscribers. And Steve Martin's like, is that good? And Martin Short's like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> and we have 23. <laughs> yeah. Suck it, Steve Martin. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't hate me. <laughs> oh, no. Spread we love it, though. We love it. Yeah. We love you guys. It's a little heart to heart here. Most of you. Just <laughs> kidding. Montana. Yeah. Courtney's uh love hub. <laughs> Alright you guys. We will uh we'll see, see you around. You next week. Bye. Bye.